I'd like to share this morning just from a few things God's been showing me this morning about light and darkness and just the contrast there and just what you and I are called to be as lights in this world. Hey guys, welcome to the Majestic One podcast. Excited to have you on with us today. The aim of this podcast is to bring us into a deeper love for Jesus through the revelation of Jesus in scripture. Jesus is so beautiful. May God use this episode today to help us to see his majesty in an ever-increasing light. God bless you. I think it's amazing that you and I have the opportunity to to live in this world and to have an opportunity to know God, to have an opportunity to respond to the gospel and to become a son or a daughter of God. That's just ridiculous. First <laughs> uh, John 3, 1 talks about that. Like, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Uh, this morning, just thinking uh, <clears throat> on uh, 1 Corinthians 13 a little bit, uh, it says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And just meditating there was just really neat, but thinking about the reality of love um, and the reality that in God's love, he's called us as his children to be um, in this life to to get a glimpse as in a mirror uh, what it looks like um, to know him and, and we get to experience knowing God in a in like a dim light in, in a, a glimpse right and we get a small taste even here and now of what that is um, but then we're gonna know him face to face when we're with him in his kingdom um, you know, we can see God's light in this world, um, but we see it dimly. Um, but there's going to be a day that we actually get to see it fully. And that's just so, so amazing. And so God took me to Genesis 1 this morning, talking about his creating light and in the midst of darkness speaking forth light. So I have a couple points that I'd like to talk about that God showed me. Um, The first one, God created light in the midst of darkness in creation. Uh, You can see that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Um, But then it talks about how the spirit of God hovered over the waters and then God says, let there be light. And then there was light. And then he sets apart light and darkness there. And 
So God speaks forth light in the midst of darkness. And how true is that of all of creation where the first thing that is there is darkness and then God brings light into that darkness and reveals um, himself even in the midst of darkness and shows forth the contrast between that which is evil and that which is then good uh, and what is his nature and what he's like. Second point, God made this a clear 180 difference, right? 180 degree difference uh, between light and darkness. There's, there's nothing more different than light and darkness probably in anything, right? Like I, they're probably the most clear like contrasting thing that there is, right? There, like, I don't know if there is anything that could be more of a contrast. Um, and that is very much on purpose in God's design, um, that he's made light and darkness totally different. And he actually says, uh, and I think it's like verse five, uh, Genesis one, that he divided the night from the day and the day from the night. Uh, and how obviously day is light and darkness is night. Um, and so, but God has even, um, he's made, made the contrasts so clear, but I just, I love that we actually use those terms too. Like we, we use the term, it's a night and day difference, right? Like, uh, in our regular everyday conversations, like we, we use those phrases, um, and rightly so because night and day are completely opposite. Uh, my third point, just a cool thought. God has literally trillions and trillions of stars lighting up darkness in the galaxies. <laughs> just an amazing thing that in all of his creation, this is a witness like everywhere. And it doesn't, as far as we know, I don't know that we will ever get to the end of space. Is there an end of space? I don't know. Like God is massive. <laughs> but as far as we know, in every single thing that God has made, there is a contrast of light and darkness as far as we know. As far into space as we know. That the, the, yeah, just pretty ridiculous. Such a cool thought. My fourth point. God uses light to destroy darkness from day one in Genesis. So from the very beginning, from the moment God creates that on day one, his first thing he does is create light. And just that that carries through all of the rest of creation, that light and darkness uh, is just such a clear picture uh, of God's kingdom versus uh, the perversion of God's creation, the enemy's kingdom. Fifth point, the contrast of lights in darkness is a prophetic voice witnessing in all of creation that God is greater than the evil.
the word used here in verse 2 about the Spirit of God hovering over the face of the waters uh, is actually describing chaos, that God was actually hovering over the chaos um, here. Um, I believe the word for chaos is the same word that's there for waters. So, um, it's it's basically what God has created. Um, it's not like the full picture of what it's to be in essence, right? Like it's not, when God is through with creation, he says that it's good. But at this point in what he's created, um, it looks chaotic. Um, and But that's what darkness actually looks like. Darkness Darkness brings confusion and chaos, um, and it perverts uh, God's creation. And actually, it's an incomplete uh, expression of God's creation. Um, yeah. Sixth point, God uses his people as bright lights in this world as a prophetic voice, witnessing to all of those who are in reach of the light um, that God is the creator and that he is far greater than darkness. God uses you and I in this world as his children to actually expose darkness and actually to uh, walk in his light and uh, to live as lights in this world. And we are exposing darkness really wherever we are through our lives. And people then can see God through us. And people can actually see in the midst of darkness and actually come to the light through you and through me. And we are the light of the world, as Jesus said in, I think, Matthew 5. Um, but in Genesis 15, uh, Genesis 15, 5, let me flip over to there. One second. It's a really neat passage. Um, God is meeting with Abraham and he's um, making covenant with Abraham. But part of the covenant uh, is verse 5. It says this, Then he, God, speaking of God, then he brought him, Abraham, outside and said, Look now toward the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Um, Paul talks about this as well in Romans, how uh, how the children of Abraham are those who are of faith. That just as Abraham believed God and God accounted it to Abraham as righteousness, so also everyone who believes God and trusts in Jesus, we actually become righteous through that, where we become his children by faith. And we're actually fulfilling this promise that God made to Abraham. Um, he also says to Abraham later that he'd be the father of many nations, and in him all the nations of the world would be blessed. Um, so we actually get to bring God's blessing uh, through Christ to this world, and all of the nations get to experience that um, ultimately through Christ, but in also this promise God made to Abraham, which is pretty incredible. 
seventh point is that simply stars in the heavens actually they reveal that light exposes darkness ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 uh, all the way through 13 says you were once darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children of the light for the fruit of the spirit and this is what the light really is the fruit of the spirit is the light Uh, the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness righteousness and truth finding out what is acceptable to the lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather expose them for it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light so the light that god um has put in us by his spirit and the fruit of the spirit being goodness righteousness righteousness and truth those things actually expose darkness um it talks in i think it's second corinthians that the devil actually clothes himself as an angel of light and he's actually wanting to appear to to people as if he has it has goodness and righteousness and truth um and yet uh he perverts those things um and Obviously, the evidence of his perversion of light and trying to, though he is dark, appear as light uh, to people um, is the the evidence that it's his working is the fruit. Uh, The fruit is always going to be perverted uh, and sinful in nature. And um, in contrast, though, we as the light, as we walk as children of the light, that we actually expose it just by the way that we live. And uh, the way that we live is is um, walking in light and we're exposing darkness. And that is actually what makes manifest uh, the darkness. That people actually, through you, they can actually see, maybe for the first time, their own sin, their own perversion, their own need for Jesus and for God. My last and final point, the eighth one, is kind of long, <laughs> but first thing, um, we are his people. We are the light of the world. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. And this is the reason. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus is the light. John 1, 6-9 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Speaking of John the Baptist. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Just as John was sent into the world by God to 
point people to Jesus so that people would see the light of the world, Jesus Christ, and that they would actually come to the light through John, and they would believe. We are also called to be those same witnesses. And I just also love, too, that it says that Jesus is giving light to every single person that comes into the world. Like That's just so clear and so beautiful that God is desiring everyone to be saved, and he's giving opportunity uh, for everyone to see the light and to respond and to uh, to come to Jesus, to believe on him. Just a hunch, but I think God desires all people to be saved, probably because he's love, but just a guess. <laughs> Anyways, um, we are a prophetic voice in the darkness that Jesus Christ is going to return and he is going to destroy darkness once and for all and make his kingdom on earth with his people forever. So amazing to me. Uh, Revelation 21, 22, all the way through chapter 22, verse 5. Um, I want to read this. It's kind of long, but it's totally worth it. Um, just because, uh, just seeing the context and seeing the, just what Jesus is going to uh, bring about in the final uh, fulfillment of uh, his salvation. Verse 22. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. <laughs> just like they're just always open. <laughs> if, if they're open by day and there's no night, it's always day, then they're always open. Anyways, 26. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. Well, but there shall be, I'm sorry, there shall by no means enter Enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And he showed me a pure river of, of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the thorn throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face. Right, just as we mentioned way back in the beginning in 1 Corinthians 13, how then we'll see him face to face. This is that, that time. Then they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God 
gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Gosh, so amazing. I don't know that I need to say too much there, but like, ultimately, being in God's kingdom for eternity, like, right now, there is a mixture of light and darkness, but in his kingdom forever, there's literally only going to be light. And it's only pure and it's only good. Just, whoa. Anyways, so cool. The judgment for those who reject Jesus, the light of the world, and who loved darkness rather than light, will go away into everlasting darkness and punishment. This is really sad. Um, John three nineteen through 21 says... And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Um, just crazy. So... When we see the light, we have two options, either to run to it and to let it expose our sin and to walk in humility and to let him remove our sin from our lives um, and purify us. And uh, those are people who believe in Jesus and trust in him and who are uh, saved and have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Um, and, uh, you know, what we read in revelation just a second ago like it talks about there'll be no lie nothing that will come in through god's through the gate into god's kingdom that can defile in any means so we will be completely perfect then and there <clears throat> in god's kingdom and uh it's because of the healing that jesus has brought he's brought full healing to us uh, through his salvation on the cross that's not going to be complete in this life, but it will be complete when we're with him in his kingdom. And we are uh, being purified by by the light. Uh, yeah, just a really crazy reality. I, Paul also writes that the gospel is for evil people, sinners. And uh, Jesus obviously taught that too, right? He didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Um so what it's, it's not saying here in John 3 um, that, you know, if people were sinners before, then they're just not going to come to the light lest their evil would be exposed, like, at all. Like, everyone who comes to Jesus has sin, uh, and they repent of it and turn from it and are, are washed, right? Paul says that in Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, so, but we do have the... Uh, we have two options, and we have to make a decision whether we're going to go towards the light or run from the light. Um, if we go towards the light, there's a painful process of it exposing sin and um, transforming us, but it's a good one. It's a good process. <laughs> um, but if we run from the light, we actually run into darkness and become hardened and more corrupt and evil. Um, and... Uh, then just where um, God's word describes um, 
what it will be like for people who who reject him. Um, Matthew 25, verse 30 says um, about, he gives, Jesus gives a parable about um, three different people who he entrusts talents to them, and two of them use their talents properly, and one of them doesn't use it properly. He doesn't actually um, use it for God. He just hides it, right? Um, and the the third person who was disobedient to what God called him to do um, says, and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, and just the the kingdom of hell and darkness. If people are turning from the light into darkness, they're they're gonna end up here. They're gonna end up in uh, outer darkness, and just the contrast again of light and darkness. Like God's kingdom in heaven is literally gonna be fully. There's gonna be light constantly. It's gonna be day all the time. Um, but then in the opposite is true of hell. It's actually pitch black and dark and night constantly in that place. Um, and this is punishment. Verse 46, same chapter. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Um, pretty crazy that, you know, Jesus didn't call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And those who repent get their name written in the Lamb's book of life. And those are the people God calls righteous. And he will sanctify you and you will become more more like him. Um, but we are not perfect people. <laughs> and um, that it's God's grace that saves us is so incredible. Um, and we inherit eternal life because he gave it as a gift because he's love. Just amazing. Uh, yeah. Pretty ridiculous. I was just thinking after studying out those couple of points that I had that God showed me about, you know, what is it that makes us light and, and what is it really to be this light? Like what what does scripture talk about for us to to be this light? And uh yeah. So just wanted to read a few verses about light and what it means for us to be light and how we become light and different things like that. Um, so I'm just going to be reading a bunch of verses here and I'll try to just kind of read them fast and I won't go into detail about what they mean. I'll just read them and let the word speak for itself here. So first verse is Matthew five sixteen. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew six twenty two through 23. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 
Luke 1, 78-79. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the dayspring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Luke 2, 25 through 32. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Luke eleven thirty-three through 36 No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. John 1, verse 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. John eight twelve. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John twelve thirty-five through 36 Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. John twelve forty six. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And that's Jesus speaking. <laughs> Red letters there. <laughs> Acts 
Acts 26, verses 15 through 18. This is describing Paul when he is met by Jesus on the road to Damascus. And he encounters God in a vision. And God comes to him um, in a bright light. And this is his encounter. So let's read it. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I have revealed to you. Sorry, which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles uh, to whom I now send you. So, and this is, this is the main thrust of what I wanted to get to. And this is what he's sending Paul for. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So good. I really want to talk about that. Oh, man. Maybe I'll say a tiny bit. Just the revelation that Paul got from God. Um, just how much. Paul talks about faith in Christ um, and that that's our sanctification and that's what sets us free um, from darkness uh, and that that's the revelation that God revealed to him ultimately is just so huge uh, to me. And that's also just really clear right here in this context. So cool. Romans thirteen twelve. The night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light 1 corinthians 4 5 therefore judge nothing before the time until the lord comes who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light 
to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Colossians 1.12 Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 8. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly, sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet of the hope of salvation. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 11 through 16. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay holds on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. And just one thing I'd add to that. Try not to add anything to these verses so it's not too long, but uh, yeah, his, he alone has immortality, but yet he's going to give us immortality at the resurrection. And he dwells in light that we can't approach at this point in time, but yet in the future, we actually will be able to approach him. Um, when we are perfected um, at his coming. Um, right now and until that day, we aren't perfect and won't be 
quite <laughs> perfect. And yet we are righteous in his sight, Colossians 1, 23, because we're in the faith. 2 Timothy chapter 1, 8 through 10. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 But you are a chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who, has, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. 2 Peter 1.19 And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. 1 John 1, 5-7 This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 2, 8-10 Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Revelation 18, 23 and 24. Uh, in this context, what is being talked about is the fall of Babylon the Great, where um, fornication is happening um, and people are being deceived by demons and actually living living in the world basically it's basically describing the world um and basically all her her evil and what she is and then verse 23 and 24 the light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore and the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore for your merchants were the great men of the earth for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived and in her 
was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all who were slain on the earth. So speaking about her, speaking about um, the uh, adulterous woman, basically, um, and all the fornication that's going on here in Babylon. Uh, and I just, sorry to expound on this one more, but felt like it needed it. And uh, verse 23, where it talks about um, the voice of the bridegroom and the bride not being heard um, in the world anymore. Um, that day is going to come um, and there'll be no more light in this world. And just the reality that the voice of Jesus and the voice of his bride witnessing in the earth right now, um, that's actually the light of the world. But that light is going to be taken out um, at the final coming and the judgment of the earth and um, the evil that's in it. Revelation 21, 9 through 11. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. That's all the verses I have to share about the light and us walking in the light and what the light is and all of that. Um, but I don't know about you, but that was super convicting to me just listening to myself actually reading that. It's just like the purity of God's light and the way that he exposes things that aren't pure and aren't him in us is so huge. And, uh, first John one, uh, five and seven that really spoke to me, um, about walking in light. And just as, as we walk in light, as he exposes things that are still of this world and are dark in us, that, um, He's going to do that, but his blood is there to cleanse us and uh, just a really neat process that we get to go through as his people, that we get to be washed and sanctified and made more like him uh, in time. And uh, it just puts a fear, I think, in me, um, realizing that those who stand before him, who are um, the light of the world, who are... Um, not running from the light that's exposing their sin, but actually running to it. Um, that that's Those are the people who get to be in his kingdom. And that can be a painful process, but it's a good process. And uh, it's, yeah, well, humbling, um, but beautiful. And just makes me uh, all the more want to run to the light and keep myself from running away. Because uh, there's just a tendency in our flesh and in our uh, the old man that we have to put off that just wants to run, wants to not follow the light. And it is certainly a fight, uh, but it's um, 
necessary and worth it. And the more that we become like Jesus in this world, the more the world can see and the more people that can come uh, to him. So, Father, I just thank you that you've saved us by your grace. And I just thank you for your light that exposes darkness. Darkness in the world, but darkness in us. And darkness is evil. And I pray that you would expose darkness in us and help us to run to you. And uh, Lord, that you would expose the darkness also that's in this world through us and that we would bring uh, many sons to glory, God, through preaching the gospel and that through the resurrection life of Christ that many would come to you on that day, God, uh, having their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life and being in your kingdom. Thank you for everyone who listens to this. I pray, God, for grace for them to hear and to respond and to fall more in love with you, um, to see you more rightly for who you are and our need for you, Jesus. Uh, we love you. We just give this to you. I say you'd use it. I say you would um, bless it. Um, Father, thank you. And uh, we are so grateful, Jesus, for you being the light of the world that you came and uh, you give light to every person coming into the world. We love you. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray that the presence of God will manifest more richly in your life after listening to this episode. May God help us to see Jesus for who he is and cause us to fall in love with his glory. God bless.